Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. Thank you for downloading episode 283. This week, we debate the debate. Suing for following the law. Thank you, land again. Back in chains. The government grocery bill increases. The pit heard round the world. Don't talk gender. A gerrymander fail. Putting out the Ritz. And Trump versus Fanny. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is my partner in this endeavor, Representative Emeritus Ken Pullen. Hey, Dave. How are you this week? Hot. <laughs> it's hot everywhere. Hot. Yes. Damn hot. So, so hot to cook things in your shorts. I heard this week that the Gulf of Mexico, there's spots where the water is 101 degrees. Yeah, buddy. Wow. There's no way That's, fish are biting in the Gulf, is it? Oh, yeah. They bite when it's hot? What do they do? Just get down really deep? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you're, uh, they, hang, they hang on thermoclines. And if, if you've ever been diving, a thermocline is where, for example, you hit 20 feet and there's a, there's a hard line that you feel and you start to shiver when you get below 20 feet. That's a thermocline. Nice. Uh, they hang on those. Okay. I got yeah. And air, like if, if uh, when you go upstairs, if you have one air conditioning system in your house or your upstairs isn't working, as you walk upstairs, there's that one spot you hit that smacks you in the face. That's called, that's called stratification. It's the same thing in the water. Ah, okay. So especially resident fish, really what, 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 with saltwater, what affects biting is current uh, and, th- and things like that. Fish that can, can that can sit still don't need to expend energy, so they don't eat as much. When there's a lot of current, they have to keep eating in order in order to exp- to get to get calories to to burn to to be able to keep up in that current. Oh, okay, nice. So where freshwater fishing is a lot of moon phases and things like that, saltwater is going to be structure, current, temperature, temp- temperature break. So. Where it goes from 100 degrees to 90, you may see something, or where you see two currents moving against each other that that kicks up uh, uh, nutrients in the in the water. You, you'll see you'll see fish biting, hmm. almost like I'm doing surf and turf again. <laughs> we got to throw a little fishing in. We got to hear about the uh, weather and and how your job's going this time of year. I know you've been busy all week. Yeah, man, it's it, it's it it was warm, but I, I it's not crazy busy. Like if, if when we have this sort of weather in July, because because everybody's home uh, in July, it's it's a lot busier. But when people are are gone in the middle of the day, you, you just don't you just don't have the that urgency that that need for now now now. Obviously, yep. if things are broken, they're broken. You need to go out and fix them. But things that are like oh, it's just not keeping up. Plus, I'm I'm honest with people, and, and you know when it's 102 outside, and you and you're telling me that you can't get your thermostat below 78. That's doing pretty damn good. It's 102 <laughs> yeah, right. outside. I think mine's on 76 at the moment. Now, my wife's not a big fan of that, but, uh, you know, I'm also not a fan of $500 light bills at the end of the month. I know it cuts into your travel budget. It does. It cuts into a lot of budgets. Put some more efficient stuff in there. Yes, we've got to replace the entire unit probably this fall. So uh, I'll be looking for, a, I may have a GoFundMe account online or something to help pay for that. Yeah, I know a guy. <laughs> so, Kenny, the the we have we are bookending the show this week with the two biggest stories of the week, which dominated uh, all, all the news outlets. First, we have the I even I even hate calling it a debate because it's not a yeah, debate. it's not a debate at all. It's yeah, we I don't know what a, it is. An Eight-person wide hissy fit. On, <laughs> That's a good uh, way it, to describe it, it. Wednesday. Yes, it was Wednesday. Yeah, it's interesting as you look back. You now everybody said that with the the debate was Wednesday night, and then Trump, who we'll talk about later, turned himself in on Thursday. Everybody said he did that to sort of cut off any uh, to have himself in the storyline again, right? So he knew if he went down to Atlanta on Thursday, then it would end any debate coverage that anybody got, good or bad. And that's sort of what happened after last week's debate and Trump getting uh, Trump getting arrested or turning himself into Fulton County. Right. He's so, the number one story again. So who was the who was the big winner? Of course we have 
DeSantis, Haley, Pence, yeah, I mean, I th- yeah, Christie, Pen- Scott, Ramaswamy, uh, Hutchinson, uh, Bergram. You know, I, I mean, think it depends on what type of Republican you are nowadays. So I, I think from a lot of my more establishment Republican friends, I think they thought Nikki Haley won. From the Trump crowd, I think a lot of the Trump people like Vivek still. You know, I think the, I think there were three clear losers. I think Tim Scott was a clear loser. I think Tim Scott's just too nice. He's a senator from South Carolina. He was up there trying to make everybody just get along with you know with each other, and no one was well, that I, in today's politics. Yeah, I mean, and we no, talked before the show yep. about about Tim Scott, and I think he missed an opportunity in his opening remarks he to did. say, "I am not going to attack anyone, uh, any Republican in this race." I want to talk about policy. I want to talk about moving forward. I want to talk about resume, but I am not going to attack anybody personally on the stage or the elephant not in the room. Yep. So, so something like that is is he could have he could have driven that home and people watch him like, oh man, yeah, that, that's, so think, that's really Reagan esque. It is, but I mean, I, saw, I think he was a loser because he didn't make he didn't do something like that. So you've got from the, he also disappeared. He did. He disappeared. I mean, he really did. He just kind of, he didn't talk towards the last part of the debate, but I think Nikki Haley again from like the Republican establishment is their pick. Now I think Chris Christie is the never Trumper pick. So I still think he kind of solidified that 10, 15% of never Trumpers out there. I don't like Mike Pence. It's got nothing to do with what he did on January 6th or even leading up to that. I'm just not a Pence fan. I didn't think he did well. You know, the governor of Florida, DeSantis, he wanted to be the person everybody kind of attacked so he could be that candidate that came out and said, you know, everybody's attacking me, so I must be the one that is doing well. But no one really attacked DeSantis this this, uh, this week. And I said it earlier, DeSantis is everyone's number two pick. It's like nobody likes DeSantis for their number one pick, but everybody thinks he's a great number two. Uh, but then Vivek Ramaswamy, Everybody was attacking him and he came out, you know, really kind of bashing on the guys. So he called him super pack puppets. He criticized him for having these pre-made, ready-made slogans uh, in their attacks against him. He really came out as that anti-establishment guy. And, and, and this, think, and this, is, yeah. this is a guy who laid a trap for Chris Christie. He did. Yes, he did. He did. He, when, he, when, when he stood up and said, Who's this uh, this brown guy with the funny or the skinny guy with a funny last name or something like that? And Christie goes, "That's what Obama said." Oh, really? You're gonna embrace me like you did him? Yep, the same. Yeah, and this is when Chris I, Christie hugged Obama getting off the airplane back in what was I? I can't remember. That the was Superstorm Sandy. Yep, and it's it's absolutely appropriate to shake the president's hand. Uh, uh, as, as look, I, and I'm, I am no Christie fan. Um, other than if I go to Jersey, I know he's, he can hook me up with the, with the best meatball sub in Jersey. <laughs> no doubt. Um, but, but he, but when you're, when you're literally begging for federal help for your state, you don't get anywhere by turning your back on the president, mm-hmm. whether it's Obama or Trump, you know, if they show up to help you extend your hand. Yep. No, I agree. And if, I- and if, and if the president goes in for a hug. Damn right, you give him a hug. Whatever it takes. I need help. I need FEMA out here. I need to get my get my uh, citizens help. Yep. So he's taking you know, a lot of heat on the hug. That that was a it's a hug that's going to keep. I don't know. I'm sure it's coming back to haunt him. I don't think Christie can win any type of election. But if I was running against Christie, I would be showing a hug with Obama. <laughs> he is he is extremely intelligent. Yes, he is. He's wrong on a lot of stuff. But he's extremely intelligent. Yep. Uh, he's well spoken, but his optics are just awful, man. And I'm yeah, not just they are. Being fat, I'm fat. But you say a Chris couple weeks ago, or a couple months ago, he was on the airplane and he was leaning back and he he had his feet out in front of him and he just it, the optics just looked terrible for him. No, he looked better on stage the other night, I thought. But yeah, because uh, he, he put his he kept his jacket on. But he tries this, <laughs> and he was behind this, the podium. This yeah. politician thing where. You loosen the tie and take off your jacket. Well, it doesn't work when you're 400 pounds because you look slovenly. And look, yep, I'm exactly. keenly aware of that of, of, of being of being a bigger guy. Is 
I can't, you know, I don't, I don't even take the trash to the street without, without, without throwing a shirt over my undershirt or something like that. Cause I don't, I don't look, you know, I, I, I look slovenly if, if I, if I'm not dressed properly. And that's, that's something that he needs to, he needs to accept it. Look, Jerry Nadler, I mean, he is the, is the king of looking like a, a frog painted in a suit. <laughs> yes. This is a so, congressman from New York, right? Yeah. It's, uh, so I'm not banging on him for, for being fat. I'm, I'm really not. I, I mean, yeah, I'll make sl- jokes. I make jokes about myself. Just, he needs to No, you to, can be overweight on. and still look nice, though. He's overweight and doesn't look nice. Yeah, and, yeah and, and he's a mouth breather. Yep. And it just it, it's just not a... If 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 you were to if you were to take all the all that away, I still wouldn't agree with Christie. Yep. But he would have done much better because he is a very he's a lawyer. He's a talented litigator. No, he is. Now I thought what was interesting with Vivek though, and I, I did. I look, I didn't watch the whole thing. I picked up on clips afterwards. It just makes me cringe watching this debate format where everybody's attacking each other. Everybody's jumping in at different points. I just can't stand the format. You never get any policy type questions out there there needs to be hey what do you think about this policy and then they need to have two minutes to talk about where they would be on that particular policy without this whole back and forth i mean it just turns into a real mess but i thought the point that and i was sitting there with my wife and daughter watching it when vex said and this was a quote from him he said the real choice we face in this primary is this do you want a super pack puppet or do you want a patriot who speaks the truth do you want incremental reform which is what you're hearing about, or do you want revolution? And I stand on the side of the American revolution rather than this incrementalism. So I thought that was a pretty cool point he made. Now, do I think he's going to go up there if elected and have some big revolution? I don't. But he did promise on that stage to immediately get rid of the Department of Education and start dismantling the federal bureaucracy. And I don't think anybody else on that stage would do any of that. I mean, look, Trump didn't do it. Uh, George W. Bush didn't do it. Like, when has there ever been a Republican president actually went up there and shrank the government? I mean, it's, well, it's never there, happened. He can't get rid of the Department of Education, first of all. <laughs> but it'd be he nice to try. It. Yes. He can, you could do he, certain he can things, do what Trump right? Trump did with the EPA, which was, which was gutted. Yeah, take can, somebody who hates the EPA and put them in charge of it. Take funding away. I mean, there's, there's, you're funding Department of Education. Well, he can't. Well, I guess I. Yeah, I, he I, can't personally, but he could get a Thomas Massey or he could get the Republicans on his side to start defunding certain governmental agencies. I would think. I mean, if they can't, what's the point in having any of this stuff? You know, I think that's a that's a good argument for anybody on that stage is. And Pence tried to make this argument. He just does it so poorly. Yeah, he does it really bad. Which is, I can work with Congress. Yeah, but working with Congress, what what has that gotten us working with Congress? It's gotten well, us $32 trillion dollars in debt, right? I mean... Well, you can't get anything done without Congress. You can't you can't control... The Congress I, has the purse strings. Do we need anything done? And, and look, they did hit... That's what a couple of them... And Nikki Haley did this, which I thought was very effective for her. She hit Pence on the money that him and Trump spent during COVID and before COVID. She said, listen, guys, you spent two or $3 trillion, you know, signed off on that big relief recovery package. And you're up here now talking about you're going to be fiscally conservative. And you just got, you just got done with not being fiscally conservative. So I thought that was something that Nikki Haley kind of being on the outside can hit Pence about. I don't know. He's really yeah, the only then, one she can attack on breath, that. She right? said that she would increase spending to Ukraine. Oh yeah, the, yeah. And that was the biggest thing to me too. Is almost everybody on that stage, with the exception of Vivek, and I, I don't quite know where DeSantis stands on this, but they are so hawkish on uh, getting the military involved all over the world. I mean, that, that's all Pence wants to do is like get us involved everywhere, right? So I, I it's yeah, the, they, they the neocons of the party. And I don't, I don't know if it was Haley or which one it was. You brought, they didn't know they were doing this, but they brought up the Truman Doctrine, right? And they said, "Well, if if Ukraine falls, Poland's next, and then the rest of Eastern Europe." Like you, you are literally discussing the Truman Doctrine, the, yep. the domino theory yep. that got us into theory. war in in Vietnam, got us into war in Korea, mm-hmm. got us spending millions, if not billions, in Afghanistan to, to fight the Russians which all that money came back to fight us because the Mujahideen yep. didn't just disappear when the Russians left. 
they, they're the same group of people that, that we fought for 20 years in Afghanistan that we trained originally. Yep. Yes. Or at least the sons and daughters. Well, that won't daughter, not daughters, because you know they they can't go to school or or you know do anything else. But certainly fought the sons of the Mujahideen. Yeah, I think and, the whole thing was meaningless at the end of the day. This debate, though, I mean, everybody's going for number two. We talked about this. There's, it, Trump, but they, Trump's the they pig. Don't, they don't understand what they're saying. And that's what <laughs> the, what, what amazes me with all with all the money these people have. I know in their it's advisors too. Like, all the. Who, Who's advising them to say what they do? I, I don't get it. Yeah, exactly. Is is they have no historical perspective? Either 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 they don't have the historical perspective to understand what they're saying, they or they think the voters are too stupid to understand what they're saying. Yeah, I think that's it. And even you know, towards the end of the debate, there were a couple things that came up. DeSantis. They asked, they asked all the candidates, raise your hand, which is the stupidest thing you can do. They asked them a couple of times to raise their hand if they supported, you know, A, B, or C. But they said, raise your hand if you will support President Trump if he's, if he's a Republican nomination, you know, if he's elected as the Republican representative uh, for president. And Vivek throws his hand up right away. DeSantis is in the middle of the stage. He looks to his right to see who's see what the person on his right is going to do. And then he looks back at Vivek and it takes him literally about two seconds to kind of barely put his hand up. And as soon as he did that, Trump's campaign was putting videos out on DeSantis and attacking him. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, did he not know that question was coming about would you support President Trump if he's a nominee? I mean, everybody at home and, knew and, that was coming. And look, you and I talked about it before. Had he left his hand down... He gets an extra. He gets an extra thirty seconds to to address the voters. Oh, hundred percent. Throw it and up leave or leave down. it down. And then yep. when they come back, and say, "Governor, well, you're the only one who didn't raise his hand, and you sign the pledge." And you say, "I intend on honoring my honoring my pledge, but I cannot blindly say I'm going to support somebody when I don't know what's going to happen in the next fourteen months." Yes, I mean all these guys are so far behind. You got to do something, and that would have been something for DeSantis to just leave his hand down. And then explain it. Uh, but yeah, he didn't. And then he looked like a fool for kind of like having it halfway up. I mean, Jesus. You know, also, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if First you watched First of all, halfway inter- up doesn't satisfy anybody. No, halfway up was an idiot. <laughs> I don't know if you watched the Trump interview with Tucker, but that that Trump interview with Tucker that they released during the debate or right before the debate is one of the most viewed videos, if not the most viewed video on Twitter of all time. So it's, at this point, it's eclipsed over 200 million views. Oh yeah. Now let me ask you something, Kenny. Do you ignore my double entendres and bad jokes, or, or, I do. or do I just, they just pass I just, you by? Yeah, they just pass me by. Kind of move on. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you noticed. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. I did. At least I'd get a groan out of Jessica. Look, I think what's going to happen here. I can't imagine. I guess there's another debate scheduled in another month. It's going to be a smaller crowd. It looks like. Doug Burgum, the governor of North Dakota, and Asa Hutchison won't qualify. So it looks like we'll have five or six people in that debate. And and like, look, I like Bert. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I Bert, do. He, he he looks like Bert from Bert and Herbie. Her <laughs> he actually seemed like eyebrows. a good guy. Yeah, I actually liked his answer and, to a couple of questions. Uh, yeah, and and humorous about about his broken leg. I mean, <laughs> yeah, so he broke he, his he, leg. He, what did he? How did he break his leg? Riding a bike or was it skating or? I don't remember. I, I I have no idea. I didn't even know who the hell he was. I didn't either. I mean, nope. I know his neighbor to the south because she's all over all over TV. Yep. And honestly, pretty damn attractive. Yeah, that helps. Yeah, that, that, that certainly doesn't <laughs> yes. hurt, does it? It's no, like, it doesn't it's like, hurt. Move to South Dakota. I'm like, uh, okay. And you're talking about Christy Noom, aren't you? Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. But no, he he had some good answers. He was he was. He was nice. He was uh, articulate. He was. He did. He did everything right except for nobody knows who the hell he is. No, I don't know how he got enough support to get on the stage. To be honest, because I'd never heard of this guy before. There were a couple week. of them that were cheating on the threshold, like donate a dollar, get a dollar fifty back, or something like that. There were some. There were some. <laughs> there were some shenanigans to get the number of number of donors that they needed. Wow. Now, I don't know if that was him, but I know there were some shenanigans to get people on the stage. And the fact is, is you got you got on the stage. Now you have to perform, 
And look, if you were in the wings, if if you weren't the center three or even four, I mean, you're, I mean, you're, you might as well be all the way off the wings of the stage because it's done. Yep. And Tim Scott, that's all the way at the end. No, it's just, you, you, uh, and I, I really like Tim Scott. I, I wish his message could get out the, the way he handles politics and, and his friendly demeanor and all. I wish it could get out. Same thing with, with Bergram or whatever his name is. Is I really like his demeanor. I liked his answers to a lot of questions. Uh, I I appreciate his his humor, especially especially you know with my jokes. I make myself the butt of a lot of my jokes. <laughs> That's sort of best and, kind. And he, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Self deprecating humor. I mean, it's great yeah, to be absolutely. able to do that. Yeah, and and we and it's endearing to people. I'm not saying yes, I'm it is hundred percent. But but when you when the first thing you do is make fun of yourself, people let their guard down. That's did. something that Trump does not do. <laughs> no, not at all. He there's, won't come out and make a crack about himself. No, there's no. Even if he does, it's such a. It's, I mean, it's such a softball to himself. Yep. But anyway, moving on. Elon is being sued by Maine Justice for not hiring illegals at SpaceX. <laughs> yeah, this was your story. This was very interesting this week when I read this. All right, so because he he does ballistic missiles. Okay. Even though they're not, you know, they're not designed to go and crash anywhere else, but because he, he shoots, uh, intercontinental, you know, basically ICBMs. Yep. uh, He falls under ITAR, which, which is a, a, a regulation that, that covers arms dealers. So my friends who are in the gun business, uh, they have to deal with ITARs also, or ITAR also because, some of their guns may, if you do, if you make so many guns a year, you have to deal with ITAR. Okay. Because it deals with inter- international uh, arms trade. And part of that is, is your, your, your employees have to be, have to be permanent residents or citizens. It's E-Verify. It's, it's, it's a stepped up E-Verify. So what, what the Justice Department is saying is, because he doesn't hire asylum seekers, in other words, border jumpers, he is in violation of their civil rights because they have to be treated as any other American. Okay. And he actually did gave a when he was questioned that well, why don't you hire, you know, it's it's why don't you hire people who are not American at SpaceX? And again, at Tesla, no problem. His other businesses, no problem. But why why not at at uh, uh, SpaceX? And he says because of ITAR, I have a uh, we have a very high bar to meet on this and a lot of a lot of native american not native americans but but americans don't qualify to work for me because because right. of the because of the security concerns with itar so what i mean i i've, I've read i looked at a law school i mean how much of this was politically motivated that's what i when all I was, of it yeah i mean when i saw this i said this has got to be the u.s justice department again coming after elon musk and they've they probably could find 50 other companies that have to sue in regards to this type, uh, to this policy. But again, this has got to be the Justice Department led by the president coming after now, a private company. Now, look, there, it's, a, it's, it's, not, it's not legal, but I can show up at your house, change your air conditioner with, with 10 illegals. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not legal, but no, nothing's going to happen to me. Right. If I get a government contract, which, you know, I've had a couple building, you know, doing jails and things like that, everybody who steps onto that property in a Dr. Cool shirt has to pass E-Verify. Yep. So I don't understand the the problem here with with Elon basically saying, you know, and, and look, Elon Musk is, not, is, is one is not a racist. He's not he's not a, a, a xenophobe. No, not at all. Uh, he, he's just not. Yep. He. To him, we are all green. We are either consumers. <laughs> I was about to say that. Yes, yeah, 100%. We're, we're either his consumers, which he wants to sell to us, or we're his product, he wants to sell us, or we help him develop his products. That's that's all we are. Otherwise, we're just non-entities to him and don't count. It's it's Elon is about himself. And and look, that, that most, most multi-billionaires are. No, I agree. I mean, what's the old joke? If you're not paying to use a product, you are the product? <laughs> I think you just yeah. said it. Yeah, like if you don't use to pay Twitter, you are the product of Twitter uh, from an advertising perspective. Same with Facebook. Uh, Facebook's making money off of you. So yeah, I've always laughed at that joke. 
Yeah, but going back, a call back to last week, but selling my eyeballs are illegal, but they can rent them. Yep. Uh, so, so yeah, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on the story because we spent so long on the debate and not as long as the damn debate was two and a half hours, whatever the hell it was. <laughs> um, but this, this is, this is a, a hatchet job. It, it really is. They, for, for Elon to, to follow the letter of the law, and I guarantee you he is following the advice of his, of his legal team. Oh, definitely. It's his HR specialist, his legal team are telling him he, he could walk in with somebody from Venezuela that, that jumped the border who's, who's literally a rocket scientist. And they, they would tell him, say, no, no, we need, to, we need to sponsor him, get him a green card, uh, and maybe in two years we can hire him, but we can't hire him right now. And and trust me, if if Elon could recruit uh, uh, some Russians to 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 jump the fence and 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 come to the United States illegally and and work for him, he sure as hell would. Mm-hmm. Or Indians, as we get to that story later, <laughs> or, or we get to we get to get it to now. like now, yeah, definitely. Yeah, tech support has landed on the moon. <laughs> yeah, so this is the four. I, I didn't realize this, but it was a cool story last week. India is the fourth country outside of the United States, if you believe the U.S. landed on the moon, USSR, and China. So they are the fourth country to have a spacecraft touch down. And uh, last week it touched down near the moon's south pole. Uh, so this is a big deal for India to be able to land on the moon. Immediately, a call went to NASA telling them that their lunar rover's warranty has expired. <laughs> nice. Yep. So they're going to stay oh, man, there. Look, I, yeah, they're going to stay I, fourteen I, I, days. I love there. the the I love the Indian people. There is a, a, a inordinate amount of fraud that comes out of that country, but you know they're <laughs> hugely populated with with poor people who are trying to get ahead. Yeah, some of the nice. I mean, I've been technology for a long time, but some of the nicest people I've ever worked with were uh, men and women from India. And they would, I, I once went over to one of my Indian friends' house. His wife cooked us lunch, uh, which uh, I stayed in the restroom for about three hours afterwards because I wasn't used to eating Indian food. But super, super nice. So this is cool. I mean, I know the people in India were excited about landing on the moon and staying there 14 days. Would you go to space and stay up there on the moon for 14 days? Sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah, nice little vacation. Mostly because my cell phone wouldn't work. <laughs> I know, exactly. Nobody get in touch uh, you know, with you. Th- th- traveling out of the country used to be uh, used to be much more exciting for my wife because my cell phone wouldn't work. Yep. Now, most places I go, between internet calling and all that stuff, I'm, I have access to my voicemail and emails. And it really, you know, she only gets a, one or two weeks a year with just me. Yep. You know, otherwise it's with family or, 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 you know, whatever. But the time that's, that's spent with just me that, you know, she, she's sick in the head, but she, but she considers that precious. And now, now as I travel the world, my cell phone worked two weeks on the moon. She'd be like, hell yes, let's go. <laughs> let's go. You know, what I thought was interesting is, is they say they think that the moon could be an uncharted territory that could hold vital reserves of frozen water. So even if the moon holds all this frozen water, how and how are we getting all this frozen water back down to the earth? We're not. Yeah, so what's so is this just that frozen water is good, I guess, if we want to stand up a colony on the moon that we don't have to take water to the moon, I, I assume. Well, true water is is H2O. So the ability to to mine water and tra- uh, change it one into fuel, hydrogen. And, oxygen, and other right, right. breathable oxygen. So it is lets huge. you lets you live on the moon at that point. Yeah, look, the Earth has as much water right now as it had a million years ago. Yes, right. We don't create or destroy water. When when you drink water, you don't destroy it. You use it, and then you uh, use it to to expel some every, you know things that need 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 to leave the body. But when that water evaporates, it goes right back into the air, comes back down as rain. You know. The, Conserving water has to do with resources uh, if you're in an area that's having a drought mm-hmm. or something like that. But other than that, we water is the most abundant substance on earth. Yep. We don't need it. We don't need to, to go mine it and spend trillions bringing it back from the moon. No, that's, that's not what we need. But it would be interesting, you know, 100, 200 years from now, the, the ability to separate those molecules and turn them into to hydrogen fuel 
and into into breathable oxygen. Yeah, I guess that could be a jumping off point for other expeditions. Another, That's the idea is to have, have a, essentially a, a spaceport. Yeah, right. That would be cool. I don't think I don't think you and I will live to see it. No, but, I don't. I don't think so either. But but to have to have a yeah have a, a spaceport for for uh, interplanetary uh, discovery and and uh, be able to, to launch off the moon directly directly to Mars or even beyond. Yeah, that's going to be neat plus, one day. Plus, there's no atmosphere out there, so imagine having an observatory on the moon. Mm-hmm. I should say no, no. It's very, very thin atmosphere. Yeah, it's very thin. So they're winding up the mask stuff again. Yeah, this is really starting. You're starting to see a lot more things on Facebook of people saying we won't comply. But uh, but you have seen over the last couple of weeks, and my wife teaches, there is a uh, there has been a lot of... A larger number of cases of COVID that have spiked over the last two to three weeks. Uh, they're, and they're actually tracking three new variants of COVID. Now, I don't think any of these variants are like the Delta variant that was so deadly what, last summer, I guess it was. Uh, but, you know, we as a result of COVID spiking back up, hospitals starting to see more patients, there are businesses and certain institutions are requiring people to wear a mask again. And the first thing no, I like, saw, yeah, was Morris Brown College in Georgia, which is a private college in Georgia, has reinstated their mask mandate for all their students. Yeah, so did Rutgers. My parents just got back from an Alaska cruise, and they went out of British Columbia, and they're sick now. So oh, I, goodness. I'm wondering if, if if they didn't pick up the Canadian variant. I'm like, look, Canada is so sparsely populated across right. the country. I mean, sure, you have you have Winnipeg, Toronto, uh, in places like that, that you have population centers, but overall, Canada's not not densely populated. No, not at all. Uh, look, this this is going into conspiracy stuff. It, it, it <laughs> we sure never get is. there. Well, Alex Jones, they're going to come out in mid September. I've talked to people in the government, and they said <laughs> mid September they're they're going to they're going to come out with masks. And they're going to slowly roll it out by October. They're going to shut down and put every small business out out of out of business. They want you unemployed. They want you on the dole. <laughs> that is a now, nice one thing Alex he did say Jones that, that I agree with is they want to go back to mail-in ballots. Oh, 100%. Yes, they definitely want to do that. And you notice we didn't see this with the Delta variant last year, but we're starting to see it now. And this this goes to the this is an old Russian proverb about how to, how to trap pigs. Mm-hmm. You take a pile of food and you put it out and the pigs come and they eat. Then you put one piece of fence up and they disappear for a while. Then they get used to that fence being and they come back. Then you do the second, same thing happens. Third, same thing happens. By the time you put the last piece of the fence on, they're used to it and they're already domesticated. Yep. So when you slow roll the stuff out, un, you know, unlike what we had in 2020, which was our hair's on fire, we've, we've got to react. Uh, the theory is they'll start with air, you know, air, uh, airport employees like TSA will start to have to mask up again. Uh, then by his, his theory, Alex Jones's theory is by mid October, uh, passengers on airplanes will, will be required to wear masks again. Then, then, uh, it'll, it'll start rolling out as we need to start shutting down. Now, do I think that we're going to see this problem in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, you know your your southeast states, Texas. No, I don't. I don't think you're gonna, you're going to see mass unemployment in those states. But if they do try it again, it's you're going to see New York, California, Washington, those types of places really start. Michigan, with Gretchen Whitmore and her and her uh, ridiculous. I just don't uh, think people are going to go for it again. I I don't even think my Democrat friends are are going to go for mass mandates again. I, what? Okay, what happened to rock and roll? Uh, man, this what is... happened to rock and roll? You, you, you know, uh, uh, Tom Morello, who's who is a, a guitarist. One of the lines from 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 their song is "F you, I won't do what you tell me." Yeah. And it was it was a, it was against police, but but it's the whole idea of of resisting authority. F you, I won't do what you tell me. Yep. And what happened to that? And now you've got you got people who were doing protest songs in the in the 60s, 70s, uh, coming out and saying, just get your, just get your shot. Just put your mask on. Yep. And like, you're, you're Neil Young, Neil Young, the, who, who, who's saying about, you know, 
the dead in Ohio and, and protest songs and being so angry and anti-government, anti-establishment. And remember, these protest songs were not against Republicans. They were against a Democrat administration and the Johnson administration in the 60s. Yep, exactly. And what happened to these that they become government yeah, shills? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened to them. So you're right. They are shills now. But yeah, that's... Uh, uh, but yeah, no, I will not comply. I mean, if you're on an airplane, what the hell are you going to do? Yeah. You're in a metal tube. You know, if, if while I'm on vacation and I'm, you know... Eleven hour flight away, and they say, "Hey, listen, you need to put a mask on." What am I going to do? Yep. You know, catch, hop on a hop on a freighter. You know, I, I, I'm not to the point where I can hire a private a private airplane to fly me <laughs> from Athens back back to Atlanta. Big Athens, not little Athens. So. Ken, when in the hell did we stop buying our own groceries? I don't know. We were talking about this earlier. It. I mean, and this, the, what the story is, is the Biden administration is pushing to increase the food stamp benefits to the tune of $1 trillion, which uh, which experts predict will be responsible for a 15% rise in the price of groceries at the store. So point being here, it that happens they, every yes. time they open the they open their their wallet and start throwing money at, at, at the people. Yes. But I don't, I don't know what's happened. I mean, like, when did, when did it come around where you can't feed your own kids or you are not responsible for feeding your own children? Which we live, I live close to Spalding County. Spalding County, we talked about it, it's all free lunches, which I don't have, a, I don't necessarily have a problem. If we're going to pay for kids to go to school, I don't necessarily have a problem with feeding them lunch every day. But it's getting to the point now where we're, where we're giving them lunch during the summer. So all the, you know, all the families can come to the school system and get free meals all summer. Now we're giving out gift cards to the family. So every family in Spalding County gets a two or $300 gift card per child per month that they can then go out and buy groceries with. And now Biden's backdooring and increased the food stamps. And none of this is going through Congress. And that's what this whole thing is. He's backdooring all this additional money going into the SNAP program and it's just driving up the cost of stuff. It's, and this is driving the cost of stuff for everybody, right? It's not just well, he's, me he's and been you, back during us for two and a half years now. Yeah, exactly. And this all uh, started during the COVID, or all started when he came in. It actually started during COVID, probably that we started giving out more, uh, expanding the SNAP program. It, it it didn't start under COVID, but it certainly accelerated under under COVID. Yep. Look, every time a check went out, we've discussed this before. Every time a check went out. That's how much the TVs were at Walmart. <laughs> You're right. We I got mean, Jerome Powell. Yeah, that first that, check that went case. out, or TVs flying out of Walmart. Oh yeah, but Jerome Powell basically said we're looking at another another uh, rate increase this year, and then he might hit the pause button. Yep. We, we, I don't know. It's just personal responsibility to me. You, I just but yeah, but you can't you can't cut cash loose on one end of 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 the federal government and then have the Fed go. Oh, there's way too much cash out there. Let's make right. it expensive. Yep. And look, when the government does that, understand what these rates do. These rates cause bond yields to come up. Bond municipal bonds are what the government pays to borrow money. So the more money that the government spends, because they have to borrow to spend it, they cause their own interest rate to rise. So imagine that that you have a you have a credit card. And if you maintain a thousand dollar balance, your interest rate's this. If it goes up to ten, it's this. If it goes up to to hundred, it's this. So it's they're causing their own interest rates to rise because they're causing an inflation in the bond market. No, exactly. Yeah, and that's the that's the, the municipal bonds and government bonds are the only thing that can pull money away from lending institutions because you can go to get a savings account at, at Amex right now at five percent, something like that, I've maybe got- a little more. 4.25 is my Amex uh, high yield savings account. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't remember what the what our rate. But yeah, they, we got this. We've got the same thing. But you can almost so, get, yeah, you can get five percent at other spots if you want to. I mean, there's you can get over five percent on your cash, which is three percent higher than than my truck loan was. Well, it still <laughs> is. I, I mean, I only owe two thousand. Well, my home just, my home loan's only two point seven. I refuse to pay it off because interest rates so low. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, home loans are two point seven. And then you can get four and a half percent on your money in the bank. Yeah, your money on the bank is more than paying for your interest right now on your your home loan. Yeah, so why yeah, would you take you money have. out of the bank and pay off your home? 
Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm not. I'm paying at the least amount I can on a home at the moment because that cash can go straight into the bank and make more than my, my home loan uh, APR. Right. And look, it, it's it, it, you can't do it now, but it's almost like if you had a if if you had got taken a home equity loan a year ago or two years yeah. ago, yeah, it would have paid interest and, on it. Yeah, why in the hell would you pay that off? Take that money, stick it in interest in a uh, interest bearing savings account or in a CD, and use the proceeds to pay the damn the damn second mortgage. Yeah, it's free money. Oh well. All right, so GSP got Donut Boy. <laughs> Man, everybody was talking about this story. If if people don't know who we're talking about, there was a, a truck this week up in downtown Atlanta that was doing donuts in the middle of the road. And this is what I don't understand, Dave. This guy's doing donuts, and there's people standing around watching. What happens when this guy has to leave or his truck goes out of control? But anyway, so he's doing donuts. He sees G- GSP takes off up the road, runs over somebody, breaks their leg. I didn't. I don't know how this guy didn't kill the guy that he ran over. State patrol officer pulls up behind him, pits him, jumps out of his car, and literally the whole thing took less than 10 seconds. Pulls the guy out on the front of the uh, state patrol car, flips him over and handcuffs him. <laughs> I don't know if you saw all the GSP photos this week, but they're using that in their recruiting ads now. <laughs> This you is, noticed that it was not APD. No, this was GSP. Yep. Well, no, APD is not. It's not going after burnouts. No, they're not. This is this is not an indictment against individual officers. This is an indictment of the mayor's office and the the leadership at APD. No, they just let this stuff occur. No, but this state yeah, patrol, the, this state patrol officer didn't. I mean, and this guy and, looked and, tough. And look, their argument <laughs> would be that person would not have broken legs if if the guy in the truck didn't see uh, GSP pull up. Uh. Yeah, that's gonna be their argument. Yeah, it will be. But uh, I just thought this was a cool moment for GSP. That officer, you know, all his buddies within the the state patrol was giving him high fives on this. I just can't believe how quick he pitted that truck and pulled and snatched this kid. I mean, he just takes one hand and just snatches him out of the car and throws him over, and he's in handcuffs. And the still photo image of this is just amazing. The guy's got tats all on his arms, so he looked like a, a tough guy. But a uh, cool moment. Uh, if we didn't have a mule of the week, this guy could be like the hero of the week. Yeah, yeah. Well, the driver being the mule. Yes, driver being the mule, definitely. And look, I, I've, I've done donuts, but it's always in a you know parking lot or something like that. Uh, it was. 46-year-old Dave does not do donuts unless it's Krispy Kreme. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I mean, kids, kids do donuts and stuff and, and, uh, uh, there've been, there's laws, uh, uh, passed recently that, that make it, you know, illegal to do donuts in a closed parking lot and stuff. And I, I don't get it. Cause the only, the only vehicle you're going to wreck is your own. Yep. And if you cause any damage to the parking lot, they, they, they can get you for, for vandalism. So yeah, I this don't is know, what, man. this is what happened to the DA down in Columbus. Remember he, was doing donuts in a campaign video and face charges. Yeah, you know, if if you have the landowner's permission, like if if I if I were running for for office and I went to a, a local landowner here and said, "Hey, listen, I, I need a parking lot to do to do some donuts for a video," they said, ah, "No problem, Dave. You can." Then 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 there's there should be no charges. It's it's a closed track. It's it's uh, nobody's around, and it, it was. It, yeah, we're not gonna get off in that conversation because obviously, <laughs> yeah, if, just if, if you put if you if you put a, a movie camera and a director behind it, oh, they're doing yeah, really you're fast fine. and furious. Yep, you're fine. Yeah. All right. So Georgia senator uh, receives or uh, revives, revives yeah. not receives revives. Put put your glasses on, Dave. A bill to ban gender discussions at school. Yeah, I saw this last week when I was. I don't know how this came up, but maybe it came up on an notification on Facebook. So I cut, they had a hearing in the Senate last week and it was by the education youth committee to look at new language in a Senate bill that got, uh, it really got killed last year. And this is by state Senator Cardin Summers, who is out of the Cordell area. So basically the Democrats are phrasing this as a don't say gay bill like Florida, 
all center cardins, he kept saying this over and over to here. And he said, all we're, and this is a quote from him. All we're simply saying is if you're going to talk gender to a child under 16 years old, you need to talk to the parent, uh, which I pretty much agree with, right? I don't think we ought to have activist teachers out there talking to eight year olds about changing their gender or gender being gender fluid or any of that kind of stuff. I think all that is parental. All that should be parents responsibilities. But what, I found very interesting about this bill, and I'll be quick here, is one of the expert witnesses that he had testify was a lady called Kate, Kate Hudson, <clears throat> who is from the Education Veritas group. She's trying to get this uh, to go after private schools also. And that's what I had a big problem here is I think the concept's fine, but she said that they want to also not only do this to public schools in the state of Georgia, but private schools in the state of Georgia. And that part of the bill has got other groups in Georgia, Frontline Policy Council, especially coming out, which is a conservative group coming out against this bill because you got to stay away from private schools. If parents are going to spend 10, 20, 30, $40,000, parents can do whatever the heck they want at that point, right? We don't need the government coming down and breathing down on the necks of private schools. So I think this bill is not going anywhere, but I thought that was very interesting how they're trying to start to regulate what private schools do in Georgia. When I first saw her name, uh, uh, my niece's name is Katie Hudson with a T. <laughs> okay. It's like, what the hell did Katie have to do with with, uh, with talking to kids gender in school? Yeah, and her, look, her quote was, Parents are faced with deprogramming their kids every day and feeling trapped in a private or public school. Like no parent is trapped in a private school. They, they, you have to pay money to go to a private school. So who's feeling trapped, right? It's, this is just more control. And, and look, the headmasters yeah. of those schools are very aware of how much the parents pay. Oh, 100%. Yes. And most private schools are parent-driven. They are, right. Uh, and if they find a teacher that is not toe in the line, that teacher's gone. Yep, exactly. And, you know, when, when one classroom represents a million dollars. Oh, I know exactly to the to the school. You don't you don't let a teacher start start pontificating on politics from that teacher's point of view. No, that these yep. these parents are paying a lot of money. Yeah, said, so, I know millions of dollars are involved in this. And yep. these headmasters are not about to 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 let that that happen. But you're right; the, the legislation is dead on arrival. Yeah, it's dead. I don't. I mean, and honestly, why do you have a hearing in the middle of August? Uh, I thought that was kind of silly. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the legislation is not going anywhere. But it was just I turned this on, I watched part of the hearing, and I said, "Why are they trying to do more regulation of private schools?" Per diem is why they do it. Do it. It in was August. per diem. It was per diem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, especially if you're coming from somewhere else in the states, not just per diem, it's a, a, a lodging and, and everything else. Yes, the chairman is from Northeast Georgia, so I'm sure he got to spend a couple of days in Atlanta and and got some per diem, go, and go some to, meals, go to house. Yeah, definitely. Maybe maybe catch maybe catch a couple of Braves games. Yep. And you know, each day do two hours of a hearing. Yeah, yep. perfect. All right, we got a one and done for Rich McCormick, maybe. Yeah, so last year, or earlier this year, the Supreme Court actually struck down the congressional maps in Alabama. So if everybody remembers, last year we had to redraw all the district lines in Georgia and throughout the throughout the U.S. So Alabama last year redrew their lines. Uh, there was a lawsuit against those newly uh, uh, redrawn congressional maps, and the Supreme Court struck it down. So now that same group has filed a lawsuit against Georgia and how they redistricted. And if you remember, we had in district six and seven congressional district six and seven last year, they were Democrats, you know, they, so what, basically what the Georgia legislature did is made one district really safe. And then they made one district really, really Democrat controlled. And Rich McCormick won the safe district and Lucy McBath is now in the Democrat controlled district. Well, Republicans are really worried now in the state of Georgia that the Supreme Court's going to strike down the Georgia maps. There's going to be a special session call later this year. And look, Georgia's about 53% Republican versus Democrat. Everybody's seen that in the last couple elections. Uh, 
out of the 14 congressional members we have in Congress, nine are Republicans and only five are Democrats. That's 35 percent. So I assume when the Supreme Court looks at our maps and, and, and looks at Georgia as a whole and says, hey, the state's purple, purplish, you know, 53 Republican, 47 Democrats, y'all should have more representation in Congress. I think they're going to strike it down. And I think in turn, uh, Rich McCormick's district's got to be redrawn and he's probably going to lose re-election. Well, if they have to start redraw districts, let's take Lucy McBath out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I mean... She's she's a one trick pony anyway. I, I yeah, really she is a one do trick. Not, do not like that woman. But I think they're going to, have to draw uh, the seats where it's more. You know, like out of fourteen, I think it's got to be more eight sixes or eight to six. Uh, that's that's problematic for Congress. Uh, it's totally problematic. So this could have huge implications on Congress. You know, because the Republicans only control two or three seats in Congress at the moment. So if if we have to kick out our. Uh, our maps that we drew from a congressional perspective. Now this won't, this doesn't have anything to do with local state representatives or state Senator maps. This is all congressional, but it could really affect the control of Congress over the next couple of years. Yeah, it could. All right. We're going to skip the Putin stuff. Uh, here's the thing. Don't screw with Putin. If you don't want to get blown up in an airplane, <laughs> not blown up in an airplane or poisoned. Yeah, yeah. Well, by the way, it was it was a uh, last minute ad of a case of fine wine <laughs> that they think did it. No, really. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That was the, that's the latest thing. But this is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions, not those of anyone, not on the show or any respective company for which we may work, own, or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over the GeorgiaVirtue.com. Kenny, I came up with the mule this week. You did. Go for this- it. <laughs> this kind of hits close to home. Publix will no longer be doing hurricane cakes. I've never had a hurricane cake. Well, you've never been in a hurricane. No, I haven't. All right. So look, the tradition in places like Florida, Louisiana, uh, the coast of Texas is you have a hurricane coming. You throw a party. I mean, it's a hurricane party. I mean, I, I that's just, that's just the way that the way it is, 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 when you live in these these areas that that have have this, one, you know you don't have to be at work tomorrow. Yep. Uh, two, Florida, let's say that they get more than their fair share of deliveries from from the beer trucks. <laughs> uh, only in Florida do you see a guy riding a ten speed down the street with a twelve pack in each hand. <laughs> but this thing, of course, you know I'm I'm a I'm a Floridian. I'm a natural Florida man. But. Uh, up until now, the bakery would sell cakes with hurricane themes on them, and it was just—it's just a way of kind of acknowledging, you know, adversity is coming, and and you kind of meet it with a smile on your face and all that stuff. But Publix Corporate has said that that's against our policy, and we won't allow it. Okay. What? It's just that's just a Publix is is founded and and uh, it's still headquartered in Lakeland, Florida. What I think the hell's the matter with them? Yeah, they're somebody, a Florida store. Hey, if you want a cake, a hurricane cake, bake a hurricane cake, or make a hurricane cake. Yeah, this is weird. Well, you could still say, say it's Hurricane Frida that's coming. You could still say Welcome Frida. Yep. But what they were doing was they were decorating like cookie cakes and stuff with uh, with hurricane signals on there or the cone of influence uh, uh, or possibility and showing the state and all done in icing and stuff and, and putting it out. And look, they only did this, the bakery managers do this because it sells. Right. Because people like them. Yep. If people didn't like it, the bakery managers wouldn't do it because the cakes wouldn't sell. But have you ever been through a, been through a hurricane? It's, it's similar to uh, a forecast of half inch of snow in Georgia. <laughs> The first thing that ha- you know is everything gets boarded up. Right. The uh, grocery stores and liquor stores are the last stores open. I mean, up, up until the point where the storm is imminent, like it, it's at the door, will they go ahead and sh- close up and and put the put the plywood over the over the last door? But the liquor stores and grocery stores stay open, and of course they sell out of batteries and and all that stuff. But the other thing is they sell out of beer and baked goods and and party supplies. Yep. But yeah, I just for that for that for 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 crapping on their on their customers and and just being a stick in the mud, they are the mule. Yes, a good mule. All right, Trump update. 
which took up a lot of uh, airtime last week. We already talked about this a little bit. So we had the debate on Wednesday, and then Trump turns himself into the Fulton Atlanta Fulton County Jail on Thursday. Did you watch think, it? Did you watch it live on TV? No, that nah, dude. It's hundred degrees outside. I was working. <laughs> uh, no, man. Look, he was in for fifteen minutes. Uh, Fanny made him do a mugshot, which I one is degrading. Two is a horrible idea because the first thing they did was stick it on a T-shirt for pro-Trump. Yes. People are changing their profile photos on Facebook. Trump's got it on a Never Surrender T-shirt that he's selling for $47. Fanny, you ignorant slut. It it was idiotic to give him more coverage of the event by doing the mugshot. That was the dumbest thing ever, and it's going to backfire. What I thought was interesting is he used a foster bail bonds to actually pay for his bail. I didn't know how I thought that would work, but a lot of the guys that got indicted use this little foster bell bondsman to uh, to pay for their. He's, pr- he's pay for probably the part of the inner circle. Must be, must be, uh, probably a donor. Yes, has uh, to be, and, pro- and and may not have cost him any uh, cost Trump anything. He may have said, "No problem, Mister President, I'll, I'll put up the bail." Yeah, you think he just covered it? I maybe. Plus, I don't think that the two hundred thousand would would put Trump in a bad position. So there, there, Trump, are certain, go ahead. there are certain reasons that the court wants you to use a bail bondsman. Yep. And that one of those is that if you don't show back up, it's not the marshals don't have to go and get you. It's it, the bondsman will, will do it to no cost to the court. Uh, we don't see that being a likelihood with Trump because like, the same thing with a mugshot. Where in the hell is Trump going to go in the entire world? That they're not going to recognize him. Did he practice his pose for this mugshot? I don't know. Uh, I, <laughs> it's a great mugshot, though. I mean, I, it is. It when is. It came I mean, out. He I was defiant like, wow. and angry, and and uh, uh, I mean, and Trump was off. So one of the things I saw this morning when I got up is Trump had actually been off Twitter for better part of eighteen months. He tweeted his mugshot this morning, and then Elon Musk retweeted. Uh, Look, this I think this completely blew up in Fonnie Willis's face with this mugshot, and I think it's stupid anyway. Well, I think I think the charges are stupid. I think Fanny is stupid. She's a horrible lawyer. Yep. She is. Uh, she could hardly control how giddy she was when she oh, announced the charges. Um, Fanny Willis. I mean, it's good. I mean, her mama named her right Fanny because that's exactly what she wears on her shoulders. She, hey. She's doing this for political advantage. She's about to be called in front of Congress. Yeah, so that's what I was going to ask you about. There's a couple other things I want to talk about before we run out of time. And one was this Ken Chesborough. He put in a request for a speedy trial. So once you, in Georgia, once you, once you uh, put a request in for a speedy trial, it is state law that the DA has to give you a speedy trial. So, and it has to go, it has to be like on the third term or something after you put the request in. So they've scheduled an October 23rd racketeering trial for this guy, which is one of the 18 co-defendants. So what's going to happen now with this guy getting a trial or all the co-defendants going to quickly try to sever their cases from his. And if they do, how is that going to work out if he's found guilty? And then you've got all these other co-defendants that are sitting that have severed their trials or their cases. I'm just, I'm trying to understand how this is going to work out from a timing perspective with this case. Well, timing, I don't know. Legal process, uh, it should make no difference at all. Because at trial, this person's uh, uh, exoneration or conviction will not be admissible. But he will just, he will get charged for whatever, uh, whatever was brought forth. But it's got to be like if he's found guilty, it's got to be a bad sign for a lot of the other defendants that are charged with the same thing. So it is. But but here here's the deal: if he goes first, if he's the sacrificial lamb, he goes first. He can actually get his his case to the court of appeals before anybody else actually has to go to court. Yeah, that's true. Because uh, it'll be two years, and if the, if the appeals court throws it out and says, says absolutely not, you know, for, for whatever reason. If if the appeals court throws this sucker out, then Sa- then Fanny's sucking high on the teat, you know. Yeah, I she's, think she. 
you know, she's in trouble with the, with the with the other 17 defendants is the appeal court, appeals court has already demonstrated that they think that her charges are, are quote, unquote, trumped up. Yep. Yeah. And see, I so, saw I was reading about the state senator. So I looked into this state senator more. His name is Sean Still. He's up in the uh, Cobb County area because he was one of the people that got defendants also that got indicted. This guy, look, this is what finally did. So this guy, Sean Steele, state senator, on his first term, he attended one meeting at the Capitol. So he attended the one meeting where uh, the old Georgia uh, GOP chairman, David Schaefer, called all the electors in, the Republican electors, and they had a meeting. He came down to Capitol. He attended one meeting uh, under advice from his lawyer, and then he left. That's the only, only contact he had, and she charged him with eight counts. Uh, this is the most vindictive thing I've ever seen from a a district attorney. You have a freedom of association. Yes, look, and this guy, you are look, free. I, you're yeah. free to associate with with whomever you like. Yeah, so I I feel look, I feel bad that this guy's been a t- most of them too. I mean, I think this is a whole bogus trial anyway. But if this guy truly just attended one meeting at the Capitol that lasted a couple hours and now he's going to be charged with some kind of Rico and, uh, and all the charges. Yeah. She's like way in over her head on this stuff. Yeah. Well, th- this goes back to, to pictures. Uh, like you were talking about when, when you were running for office, you take pictures with anybody, right? And if it, one person happened to be, I don't know, child molester or whatever, you had no idea. Just somebody said, Hey, can, you know, uh, representative Pullen, can I get a picture with you? Absolutely. Come here, put your arm around him. You smile, take a picture. Same thing here. The lawyer's like, you should go take this meeting. Okay. He yes. went, sat down. Not, nothing that you, I don't think he said anything. He just sat down, listened, goes, okay. Got up, shook hands, left. Yep. You know how many meetings a week I, I, I go to with people that I don't agree with or I don't like? And also, it was so easy for this guy to get pulled in because I remember when I was leaving office, he was coming in. It was so easy to get pulled into what was going on in, in 2020 and 2021. Uh, I know what happened. This guy just got pulled into this meeting. He was one of the elect. So he was a Republican elector if Trump would have covered Georgia. And then David Schaefer says, hey, you come down. We're contesting the election results. We need you down at the Capitol in case, you know, the judge throws out the election or gives it to Trump, whatever happened. And the guy shows up and now he's being charged with eight counts. I mean, are you kidding me? That's just this is so over the top by Fonnie Willis. And. Uh, yeah, it's just it's, yeah, it's she's really, got yeah. she's got excrement for brains. Yep, she really does. Yeah, and I know I I know people in her office listen to the show and tell her what's said. Go ahead and tell her. Dave says she has excrement for brains. <laughs> I think it's Go gonna ahead. turn out really bad for her. I really do. No, it's look, gonna turn out really bad for me if I if I have to use my pistol in self defense in Fulton County. I'm gonna be in deep deep doo doo. Well, listen, I don't think anything's gonna happen to Fonnie Willis. She's still gonna be the district attorney. But, you know, Cong- you mentioned this a while ago, Congressman Jim Jordan has already announced an investigation into Fonnie Willis. So, I mean, good for him. They're going to haul her up to D.C. and they're going to get to the bottom of some of this stuff. You know, I don't think the Georgia legislature well, has the, power for, they for, have for to Jim do. Jordan, yeah. the, the, his, 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 uh, uh, his, his purview is so narrow. It's only... What involvement does the federal government have in this? Because he doesn't have authority over what the state does. None. The Tenth right. Amendment takes care of that. Yep. He has no authority over what the state does with, with their charges or their laws or anything else as long as it doesn't violate federal law. His only purview on this is, did you coordinate with anybody in the federal government? Did you coordinate with the special investigator, uh, 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 special counsel? Did you coordinate with the Justice Department? Who did you talk to within the federal government? That's his only purview. Yep. So I don't think anything's going to come of it because she's going to go up there and say, these are the she conversations I had with this person, this person, this person. And they're going to say, well, none of those conversations were illegal. And they're going to put her in front of the cameras and she's going to smile every second of it because she is an attention whore. Yep. All right, Kenny, as we're running long, <laughs> as we tend to do. I know we do. Got to get down quicker. Uh, what are your closing thoughts? Uh, look, nothing political. My son's at college now. My daughter's driving. It is a very lonely when everybody just leaves you at home. <laughs> so my life has changed a lot over the last week, and it's really a strange feeling when the kids get old enough to do their own thing. I know a so lot of people Ken go through this. So Ken is on OnlyFans and Pornhub constantly. No, none of that. 
<laughs> well, when it cools off, you have more time for golf. Yes, definitely. Because you don't have to pick up and drop off, and who's going who's gonna to get this kid, and and all that stuff. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you just get your wife to retire from the school system, you guys can travel. Yeah, no doubt. All you need is money and you know health insurance and all that. <laughs> I know exactly. All right. Well, get your ceiling fans now. A new proposal from the uh, Department of Energy would require fan manufacturers to make more efficient motors, costing billions to do this, while saving homeowners a whopping $39 over the life of the, of the fan. Oh, wow. This, I believe, is all part of a uh, energy policy, besides the fact that to... to, to put small business out of business and, 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 and drive inflation. I really think this is a, a, an effort to free up space on the electrical grid to bring in everything that I've talked about with the stoves and the, and the, and the heat and air conditioning and electric cars and all that stuff. I said, we don't have the grid to support it. Well, I think the the department of Energy's plan is to take every appliance in your house and make it 10% more efficient and, and save those 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 amps yep. for for charging your electric car or switch switching from a gas stove to an electric stove or something like that. Makes sense. It does until your until your power goes off and you have a, a generator that 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 does fifty amps. And right now I can run a good portion of my house off my generator now that I've got a a, a core that I plug into plug into the house and do it. But it, it's going to, uh, um, you when the power goes off and everything's electric in your house, there ain't no way a 50-amp generator is going to do it. Nope. But anyway, on that happy news, once again, the federal government is trying to screw the little person. <laughs> Big thanks to Eric Cumby, who takes our awful audio and turns it into something you listen to. Ken Poland, my partner's endeavor. I'm Dave Roberts. Have a great week. Yeah.